You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from the horrors of the infinite. When you reach what you think you want and it turns out bloody and fisted, what happens next? Well, find out with our patented Horrors of Infinite trademark 2023 on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Travis. Hello, everybody. My name is Brandon. And welcome to what critics are calling the best Rick and Morty podcast that is on recorded Monday nights from California and Oklahoma, respectively, that is distributed uh, over at rickandmortypod.com. And also on, on Red Circle, on iTunes, and the, the critics the critics can't stop saying it. They they're, they're saying it all the time. They can't stop saying the, interdimensional RSS is the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast that is being on <laughs> RSS feeds everywhere. Here, here's here's something <laughs> that I know to be true. Okay, after an episode like we just got to watch, uh, it's. People are going to be listening to this episode. If you if you have not been back here for a while, welcome back. We're so glad that you're here. We're glad that you're listening. Uh, if you have been sticking with us for a long time, uh, we are glad you're here too, and we appreciate your continued support. Uh, but if you are new here, we, of course, are going to be breaking down the most recent episode of Rick and Morty. But if you want to follow everything else that we're doing on the internet, you can follow us on X uh, at Rick and Morty Pod on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast, and on Instagram, Rick and Morty Podcast or Rick and Morty Pod, your choice. We have both of them. Send us an email with your thoughts. Uh, we want to know what you think about this episode, this season so far, now that we're almost halfway. We are halfway through it. We are. Uh, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then we're on Blue Sky, I think. We've never actually logged in. <laughs> Rick and Morty Social. If you're on Blue Sky, you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, <laughs> check out the subreddit, rickandmorty.reddit.com. We are on there. Every Friday, you can get the cold open, except for this last week, which is now obvious why we didn't get that. Uh, we also have our own subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. And then, as you mentioned, we have our website, rickandmortypod.com. If you want to check out video versions of our episodes, you can go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. And a big thanks to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. You get bonus post shows, exclusive content. We love you. We love You're you. the best. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Let me, let me, how I, are you? I, I, I have, I have red spray paint on my finger. <laughs> this is weird. I keep weird. seeing it in the camera. It's freaking me we out. We both want to say different things about right, right now. You want to talk about your spray painted red finger. I want to say about Blue Sky, a uh, shout out to Philip Marks, who gave us the invite to that. And we set up an account. We have a two whopping <laughs> followers. The we last squandered follower. it. <laughs> <We just> squandered <laughs> the opportunity. The last follower we got was 26 days ago, um, which, uh, which makes, yeah, big, a big, uh, two followers oh no strike that three followers uh i want to shout out to cma2.bsky.social and david shore political yammer and video game animation sci-fi nerd from bristol uk hey thanks everybody we appreciate all of your support you are you are carrying this show on your backs (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know the excitement is high we've watched and rewatched a fantastic episode, which we will get to uh, very soon. But before we do, we will get through a segment that we like to call semi-pertinent news. 
Well, I'm rolling down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven pieces of news on my mind. First is semi-pertinent. The second is semi-pertinent. Actually, there no, there's only one piece of semi-pertinent news to find. <laughs> um, that's right. Hey, semi-pertinent news. Take it easy, news. man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, Dan Harmon didn't tweet or post anything on on socials this week. Uh, and there's really only one piece of semi-pertinent news that I want to shout out. Uh, and it's from one of my favorite websites, theverge.com. Uh, they sat down and did an interview with, uh, exclusive or executive producers of the show, Dan Harmon, Scott Martyr. And, uh, if, if you're a fan of the verge, you've probably already seen this. Uh, if not, the link is in our show notes, or, uh, you can just search theverge.com and, and it's, uh, it's on their homepage right now. Uh, but yeah, this is a really interesting article that goes a little bit into the adjustments that the show has had to make with uh, really pretty much since Scott Martyr came on with with COVID, with uh, just changes out in staff, losing Justin Roiland, and and how they've really had to like refocus the show. And throughout that, uh, Dan talks a lot about. Uh, his own mental health and and seeking therapy and 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 using that to kind of refocus himself and how that has kind of bled into the show and allowed sort of the development and Rick's own processing of his mental health, uh, you know, accepting therapy and things like that. So, uh, pretty interesting article and a and a great interview uh, with the showrunners. Um, so yeah, I thought you should check it out. Go go read it. You should go. You should go read it. There are a few other articles out there that are, are pretty interesting to read. I won't list them out here because I don't remember them, so I can't speak to them uh, specifically. But they are. But they are there. There. There have been a few uh, articles about uh, discussing things like that recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Hey. Hey. If there's any bit of semi-pertinent news, Rick and Morty related, any of the artists, uh, any of the writers, any of the directors that you think would be great to be on the show, please shoot them our way. We're not on social media all the time. We're not just scouring Google all the time for Rick and Morty stuff. Uh, so if you have anything that you think we would be interested in, you as a fan would be interested to hear about, please shoot that to us uh, over, over email. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think, I, I, th I think that's it. Oh, I will. Oh, I had an extra thought I wanted to say about semi-prudent news. Um, but I, I lost it. It's not going to be interesting now at this point in time. I, if I forgot well, it's not it, it's going to be part of the post show. If I forgot it, uh, that means it it sucked. The the reality <laughs> here is we are rushing through this first part of the show because we had such an incredible episode to cover. Uh, we want to get right into it. So when we come back, we everything else is pushed aside, and we will get right down to business reviewing uh, season seven, episode five, Unmork Ricken right after these messages. All right, enough of that business. That's all done, which means we can finally get into the reason you downloaded this episode. It is, of course, the main thing. <laughs> well, I'm rolling down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven main things on my mind. 
One is Evil Morty, two is Rick Primey, one is the show we'll find. <laughs> it's the main hey. thing. Hey. Take it easy. <laughs> Sorry, man. You know, I just gotta just gotta take it easy sometimes. It's good. It's good. I think I just, that's some of your best work. That's I just, some of your best work. I just got off of a road trip because I went to Louisiana and then I came right back from Louisiana over on over on I-40. Guess where you stand? You stand Were on you standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona? <laughs> Ooh, no, we drove right past it. We said, we said to hell with the Eagles. You ain't no shit. You ain't no shit. You didn't shit. take a picture by that staged <laughs> uh, flatbed Ford that's that's there on the corner they or whatever? Ha- they, have a, they have a flatbed Ford out there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, wow. And there's like a mural, like, also that with a... Yeah. With a they love the Eagles. Check that out. Arizona. Check that out on our post show Eagles podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh let's let's go ahead and talk about this this new episode, Travis. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh that's right. Nah, season seven. Good. Season it wasn't seven. That good. <laughs> e- episode, awful. episode five. This is the middle of the season now. Uh and it's and it's such a I'll, I'll say for for the intro, a game changing kind of episode for the middle of the season, uh, because we don't know we don't know what's going to happen next. But this aired uh, November twelfth of twenty twenty three. It was written by Albro Lundy and James Siciliano. It was directed by friend of the show. <laughs> we'll say friend of the show, close personal friend, of the close show. personal friend of the show. We saw him at Comic Con. We talked to him in person. He he sought us out. He said, "Hey, you guys are the guys." You guys are the ones who are the best and really are my best friends. Critics are saying <laughs> you guys have the best Rick and Morty podcast uh, at Comic-Con. Uh, Jacob Hare, directed by him. He directed a bunch of episodes, obviously, uh, two Emmy-nominated episodes. Um, but uh, and, and there's a few guest stars. Uh, Nolan, Nolan North was was in there. A few, a few other folks. Sorry. Sorry. We didn't write those down. But uh, let's go into the Bernopsis, Travis. Why don't you shoot that to us? That's right. Rick and Morty wilding out, bruh. They're getting up to stuff. Mm. Mm. Well, extremely descriptive bronopsis for sure. (laughs) Uh, Our synopsis. Well, I guess that settles that, bruh. Uh, I, I think, (laughs) I think on the, the, the subreddit discussion post, I, so first of all, we talked about this last week. There were no press screeners. There was no, there was no cold open that was given for for this this episode there was no yeah, there the, weren't even like trailers like no, like no trailers scenes either. from next week type, type right stuff. right right yeah. um and so so i i had no idea what to write for the the episode the post show discussion forums on, on reddit and and i was gonna be on a road trip so i i do the kind of template well well in advance i'm like i think it's gonna be a big episode i hope it's a big episode there's hype to it let me just put in the synopsis oh <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all i that's all i put i'm like i'm a, i think i think that's what's gonna, what it's gonna be I don't know. um well so the the, the title on uh, the title reference for this unmort ricken it is the 1992 movie unforgiven with clint eastwood morgan freeman gene hackman great great movie i th- i think it won an oscar um i i do want to talk about that in, in a little bit um, but it's about a retired outlaw coming back into the fold uh, to yeah. uh, to to get after some business. So um, with that title reference out of the way, we'll come back to that. We had been for this show, we'd 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 gone over themes. We we talk about themes a lot. That's kind of how we we structure the episode. But there was so much stuff this week that we didn't really actually know how how to break it up. So I think maybe we just want to talk about 
well, let's let's talk about what we saw uh, in characters, right? The biggest reveal yeah. being well, and and I f- I feel like the characters in this episode really were driving the story, right? Like there are themes, there are definite themes throughout this episode, but it's really about those personal stories for these characters and the the journey that they go through in this episode that I think really uh is is the highlight and and that's the episode starts with that cold open that would have been a huge giveaway had they shown that on the subreddit on friday yeah uh which was a condensed evil morty uh a, a history if you will right this this montage that starts with essentially the origin of evil morty uh learning that he basically was fed up with his Rick and overpowers him and then starts his journey into what we see early on in the series. Um, those those first sort of glimpses of Evil Morty as, as, as we start to learn more about the Citadel and all these different things. Um, and, and it goes through his entire arc becoming President Morty and then escaping the central finite curve. All of that happening before we even see the the title card for the, for the show. What well, what what I what I like about it is the fact that his his trigger point evil morty's trigger point for for all of this is the same shit that we've seen morty go through for the entire show, right? Yeah. Like just another another adventure gone awry, tired of getting shoved up aliens butts, right? And yeah. and and Rick that version of Rick being insensitive and not giving a shit about it. Uh, and yeah. then, and then just re- reaching that breaking point, it being such a mundane act. It, it's so, mon- so, so routine. And so what we expect that at the very opening of the show in that cold open, you don't know it's, you don't know it's evil Morty until yeah. he puts on, he puts on the eye patch and then he, then he closes the garage. Right. Uh, and I love I love the subtle, just like a few piano keys worth of Evil Morty theme song that we get right there at the beginning to to help, again, reinforce that character. The use of music in this show is phenomenal and continues to just get better and better. Shout out Ryan Elder. Shout out to the entire team. But I I just again the way they peel back another layer, right? And that's something that we, like, we we sort of have known from the time we were introduced to Evil Morty to his escape from the Central Finite Curve. We, we kind of understand that whole story. We've got, we've gotten that. But to see those beginning steps and, and when the turn happened from being Rick's sidekick to being the one in charge, um, immediately from the beginning of the episode, like huge lore dump in that way, just uh, really satisfying for the fans that love Evil Morty and and want to know as much as they can about the character. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I I think it's interesting that him coming back into our lives so 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 soon after uh, after the 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 teardown of the CFC, um, I think is is interesting he was inconvenienced and that's why he's come. That's why he's in, he initially comes back his, his yeah, picture, yeah. his picturesque 
view, uh, which has been ruined by the uh, unstable core, that's always like, ugh, fucking this guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the opening of the, the episode is interesting where he's navigating this this infinite, you know, world where anything is possible. We've we've talked a lot in in previous episodes about what life outside of the central finite curve would be like where Rick isn't necessarily the most powerful. Lots of other dangers could exist out there. Uh, phenomenal job from the animation team to create an environment where there's so many like portals everywhere floating around in space, all these weird asteroids, these, these unknown dangers that evil Morty just sort of flawlessly navigates and manipulates into whatever he needs out of it. Um, again, just reinforcing how smart and sort of controlled this version of Morty is. I was I was a little curious because it looks like is he still like living in the central finite curve like there's it was it was confusing to me there was like a little diagram of a yeah. bunch of bubbles right and one of them is is where he was going I couldn't tell if that was like his own protective area or if that was just like a fragment of the central finite curve that he like peeled off for himself. I, I, I don't know. How, do, how did you interpret that? Yeah, no, I, I know what, I know what you're saying as far as the confusion goes, because you know, at, at the finale, when we saw the CFC crumble and collapse and disappear into nothingness and burst, right. We were like, Oh, well it's, it's gone. All of those, all of that is done. Right. But then, but then you you're bringing it up now. There's there's bubbles again, so it hasn't completely burst. All those things it still exist in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so I didn't fully know how how to read it. Uh, you know, it could be like a it, it's it's a separate it's a separate series of bubbles. <laughs> I I, I want to go on record uh, on the podcast because I know we talked for a long time, especially after that that finale where he escapes the the finite curve we we talked a lot about him destroying it and i think that was due to imagery where his uh like hologram mm -hmm. of the central finite curve fizzles and disappears right and we 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 got that we interpreted that as oh he destroyed the cfc like yeah. it's gone he's escaped it but all of those terrors and all of those those things that are out there all the things that are more powerful than rick never really threatened rick or any of the other things going on and as the series progresses i've i've changed my assessment of what that means right i i, I do believe the central finite curve still exists and evil morty just escaped it yeah right he he was able to break free of the enormous crib for in, infinite crib for an infinite baby or whatever whatever uh -huh. he called it yeah um but it, it it appears like he's he's able to get out and maybe come pass in and out of it now at will so he can go and farm crystals out in the infinite and then pop back in for his own little slice of paradise <laughs> which is uh threatened 
when, as as he puts it, Rick starts fracking the central finite curve, <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for plums, looking yeah. looking for Rick Prime. Be, he was perfectly content living on his own out there mm-hmm. in his own carved out fringe of the central finite curve until Rick messes it up. Yeah. And then he's forced to step in and 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 deal with the situation. And, and I think that's something we discussed before with, you know, theory crafting and 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 predictions like what what would it take for for Morty evil Morty to come back into into the the world right and i don't yeah. know if i don't know if we recorded this but we've talked about it before with like i don't i don't rick doesn't have a reason to go after him necessarily mm-hmm. right and so yeah. what what would it take for him to come back and the conversation led to i don't know it would have he would have he would have to want to come back for some for some reason it may not it would it wouldn't be because Rick needs it. He would have to yeah. be wanting to come back for some reason. Uh in in obviously in this episode we see his reason is because he's inconvenienced and his picturesque <laughs> paradise is 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 ruined temporarily. Yeah. Um but uh you know you we we watched this episode separately. This is usually I'm the one who watches it first. But you actually watched it before me because I was on a road trip from Louisiana, and Louisiana. and I was like, you can you can go ahead and spoil things for me. I'm still driving. I won't be home for you know till 30 minutes after the episode's over. Um, and uh, so you were you were you were shooting me some hints, and you're like, oh, evil Morty, and he's like, and I was, um, and I, you're like, feet, uh, uh, back background story, some lore dumps. I'm like, oh shoot, uh, oh is it is it a team up episode? And you, you didn't respond at first. And then maybe like five minutes later, you're like, yeah, it's a team up episode. Um, and, and, and I got, I got it wrong because I was like, is it, is he with, with Rick prime? Uh, mm-hmm. and no, it, it wasn't, it wasn't with Rick prime. It is a team up episode in a sense, but a, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say team up episode because they weren't, they were like not really teaming up. It wasn't like a, uh, it wasn't like a Hobbs and Shaw situation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have a better reference at the top there, of my head. It's not a Fast and Furious situation where everybody's family. It's. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Uh, yeah. What, it's. It's. It's interesting because it. They are. I would say that it is a team up situation because. Uh, it doesn't start that e- way. Evil Morty is doing things to assist Rick. Rick is not intentionally trying to. You know get rid of evil Morty, though he does shoot at him very often. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a team up in that they both are trying to achieve like a similar goal, but they're they're They have different reasons for doing it. Right. So, so Rick is obviously pursuing Rick prime. This has been his goal pretty much since evil Morty left. And then evil Morty, initially just wants to end the situation with Rick doing the quote unquote fracking. So he's, he's trying to to stop that situation. It's through the course of doing that, that he learns about this weapon from uh, Rick prime. And then suddenly he has, he has another motivation to continue to try and take out Rick prime so that he can find out more about this weapon and, uh, and go on with that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess, take a pause right there 
uh, because because Brandon literally walked out on me. Brandon literally walked out on me on the podcast. I'm totally here. Uh, I'm totally he's here. here. He's been here the whole time. He's been here. Uh, anyway, so so they do left. have these two separate paths that uh, they they have different goals. But I I think again, uh, Evil Morty when he discovers that weapon that that encourages him to continue on this goal not because he wants you know rick c130 to be happy uh but because he he sees an advantage in it for himself yeah everything you said i i completely agree with and i, I was i was i was here and you know the the chelsea uh, i i misplaced chelsea's keys to her car and she has to go to a, to do a test and so i she she interrupted, so I had to I had to jump out uh, and and I, let you. I can't argue with that. The, hey, all the evil more. It's time. live. It's live to tape, everybody. <laughs> if you're new here, you know very few cuts, very few cuts, except for this word from our sponsors. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, so you, anyway, you you, uh, well, you mentioned the acknowledgement that Rick C137 is different. You 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 mentioned that that point. Uh, no, I, I I didn't, and and I think that's something that isn't really revealed until the end of the episode, uh, as as Evil Morty is getting ready to leave. Um, but yeah, so those three points again. Rick wants to he wants to stop Rick from doing what he was doing, and then he wants to access the weapon that could kill everybody, the the Omega device. Sure. But in the end, he does acknowledge that Rick C one thirty seven is quote unquote different, right? He 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 mentions. Uh, you're a slightly different Rick. I'm, I might like use that to my advantage later on or something, or that might come in handy later. Uh, but he's like, but don't come after me, you know, things like that. But I, it, it opens the door that whether it's just through this interaction inside this episode or, or building on the interactions that they've had in the past, evil Morty recognizes something in Rick C-137 that is different and i don't know what do you think that different thing is i have i have my idea on it but i don't know how do, how do you interpret that well uh, i as far as theorying goes i feel like i was tainted a little bit by the inside the episode yeah i, I, will, I will i will say that uh we'll, and we'll talk more about rick prime here in a second but the fact that rick prime notes that I, I kind of missed that it was just us two. <laughs> it used to be just us yeah. two, you know, the only two people, Ricks who created portal travel. I think that, you know, that hints at the, that our Rick is in fact different than, than all the other Rick variations that we've seen over the, over the years. Um, but the inside the episode to, to, the, to that point, uh, Harmon says something in there in that he says that there's something different about our Rick at an, on an emotional level. Um, yeah. where, you know, he's, he's going to therapy, he's working on himself, he's doing things. He's not being part of this Citadel of Ricks. He's not doing what every other Rick is doing. He turned, turned this, he turned Rick prime down. He survived. He wanted to go after him, but at the same time, he's, he's, you know, the other Ricks that we see, we don't, well, I, I was going to say that we don't see him with family, but we do see in the montage early on that uh, they there are Ricks that go to Beth's family and stuff like that. But um, what uh, really that he's like working on himself and, and and he's he's working with a Morty and like working like trying to team up with a Morty 
and working on their family and doing stuff that we've seen over the last couple episodes uh, of you know just like the you know you know worship what you want it's it's fine like who am i to who am i to say don't uh talk to david miskovich that 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 emotional drive that emotional connection with the smith family um and really i mean how many ricks lost their diane all all of them we come to discover all of them have uh and he is the one that has used that to to drive everything that he's done and 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 fuel everything he's learned and and he's he's sort of he sort of always had that as motivation um so yeah i think i think there's aspects of that that make him different and make him you know we, we we've talked for years right about rick and him being the rickest rick right and i think i think for a long time we we attributed that to him being the smartest or most powerful in the universe and nothing could be more powerful than rick within the central finite curve it, to to the point where we went as far as to ask producers and writers of the show like how do you depower rick how do you create a vulnerabilities for him and and really like since we had those conversations we're not attributing this to our conversation in any way <laughs> no, yeah. but like we have seen some of that happen right we've seen evil morty step up and be powerful enough to best rick We've seen this emergence of Rick Prime and the the fleshing out of that character to be more than just, you know, a character in a Szechuan sauce fever dream. Like he's 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 a real motivating character that is, again, more powerful than the Rickest Rick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what that that leads me to think, like, if he's the Rickest Rick. Maybe that's just a term or maybe that's something other than just being the smartest guy, right? Maybe it's maybe it's the Rick that cares the most, even though he's not willing to show it all the time or he masks it or he hides it behind drugs, alcohol and, you know, sci-fi adventures. Yeah, he he's he's still <laughs> he's still motivated and driven after uh, getting after some of these things. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on, on the uh, you, know, you probably saw me, Travis, uh, rearrange the show notes a little bit uh, because we had we had we had talking about Rick primarily before <laughs> Rick primarily before Rick Prime, but I, I but yeah. I but I think but I think talking about Rick Prime first, I think to to get after your conversation about controlling, uh, you know, having a, a more powerful character, I think that that that's good to get out of the way. Rick Prime yeah. is is there. He is is so powerful that he just he just likes to treat everyone like shit. Uh, all the other Ricks, he thinks every Rick is blow him. He belittles everybody. Right? He's like, well, when I create a weapon, it works. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Omega weapon, you know, turned by an inferior Rick, and then our Rick says, "I heard it from an inferior Rick." Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in the the question that we never get around to answering is why this guy wants to have his own Rick club. Yeah. And why why start a citadel of Ricks or why why reach out to other Ricks? 
Uh, yeah. Why why be a piece of shit, Rick, and, and get a bunch of other Ricks, say, for, I don't know, a power trip, like a narcissistic power trip? Why 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 would we? I don't know if you have the answer or if you have any thoughts on that. I, I think maybe there's there's an element where early Rick Prime, he if 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 we if we take his interaction with with our Rick uh verbatim, right? He's 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 introducing him to interdimensional travel. He's saying Rick's don't say no to this, right? And he's he's starting to like he I, I get the impression that Rick Prime is relatively new to exploring other dimensions and interacting with other versions of himself. He's kind of seeing what's out there, right? He's seeing, are there Ricks that are stronger than me? Are there Ricks that are not? Like, if he's the only one with interdimensional travel, like, he holds all the cards. So he can go out and kind of pick and choose and say, hey, I... I want to learn from this Rick. I want to I want to take what they have. I want to uh use these other Ricks that are less than me to do my bidding. To I mean cuz essentially what he ends up doing after he's completely closed himself off is he just makes copies of himself to do those things for him. All these decoys everywhere to to mask his location but also to do the dirty work that he doesn't want to do, right? And so He's he's always sort of sought out having other Ricks that he can control, but he's never, from everything that we saw, you know, thought of any of them as a peer and and that they were all beneath him. So I I think maybe that was all based on 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 some sort of uh, attempt at control over the other Ricks. Yeah, and, and I th- I think I want to go back to uh, when we first see the backstory about Diane being killed his uh our rick's summer or not summer uh beth being killed diane and beth being both being killed if 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 we are to take that memory as as accurate as 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 accurate as as we can get for this show then rick prime came back and then and then just killed him with a bomb right just just yeah. ex- just exploded them <laughs> naturally naturally with explosions what we what we discover in this episode is that they've wiped out Diane's across time and space, right? In infinite. So the 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 point of getting at is Rick Prime killed actually killed a Beth, uh, actually killed a Diane and Beth, and then went back and was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is great. I'm gonna just kill all of them. <laughs> I, I I I'm. I, I want to unpack so much about what you just said, because one, this Omega device clears up a looming po- plot hole in Rick and Morty that I think fans have been asking about since like season three, mm-hmm. uh, when, when which was why didn't Rick just go to another dimension and get another Diane? Why is Diane gone in every dimension? You have infinite Beths, you have infinite Smith families, infinite Ricks. Why is this one person not anywhere to be found? And so sort of retconning or whatever, like whatever it is, the the way that they're able to develop the idea of this Omega device that 
Rick Prime uses to not just like torture the one Rick, but like be like, nope, you get no Diane's. You cannot find one. I will get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. It it elevates the level of his shittiness just like to the to the infinite degree, right? Like that he's he's so willing to torture Rick. Uh, and, 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 and again, he talks about that. It just being the two of us, right. You talk about him just dropping a bomb in that garage. We don't know who his target was, right. We, I, I assume that his target is, is Rick, right. He, he opens a portal, drops in a bomb in this place where Rick was hanging out. Rick survives, but his family doesn't. And, and in the, the wake of that, he also invents interdimensional travel. Travel. He uses that event to invent interdimensional travel for himself, leading to the comments that we get in this episode of us being the only two Ricks to actually invent interdimensional travel. All the other Ricks got it from one of the two of them, apparently. Yeah. So, so, so Rick Prime creates interdimensional travel not because not because he's trying to reach vengeance any of that type of stuff he's just doing it because he's he's trying to create it and then he uses it for nefarious means and then council <laughs> citadel ricks uh eventually finds the only other rick out of this the infinite ricks who can create portal travel kills that person's wife and child and now our rick isn't using isn't using the the idea of of portal travel to, for like he is for selfish means, but not like the same means that Rick prime is using. He's using it for a very specific reason. I am using my intelligence to create a portal so I can find this motherfucker so I can kill him. Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's his motivation. His life's sure. work is vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm curious how you feel. And I, 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 maybe bouncing around a little bit here, but like thinking about Rick prime, thinking about how recently in the history of the show, we've really started to, to get this focus on Rick prime and the pursuit of him. It's really only been going on for a couple seasons Yeah, to have him ultimately bested and defeated here at the midpoint of season seven. Where are you at? Like where, how are you feeling about this? Like, do you feel like we got enough Rick Prime to for to to make this a satisfying end? Do you is there is there more that you wish we had seen, or is is having a character so powerful that that can't be best? Like, is it better to just like, all right, he's he's kind of one dimensional. Let's let's take care of business and then move on with the aftermath uh, moving forward. Um, I. I'm going to, I'm going to reference a quick conversation I had over in the discord with, with Zatchmo. (laughs) They, they're right. So like, where does the show go from, go from here? Lol. Uh, And the, what, what I, what I said was that's what I, I like the most about this episode a little bit is that it is such a, it is, you know, that that is normally the type of thing that you say for the very end of the a, a season of television, right? The, you go to serialization, you 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 introduce a plot point at the very, you know, whatever your 
your Chekhov's gun or um, whatever it is that you're chasing for that season at the very beginning. And then by the end of that season, you're like, this is what we're get after. Cool. We're getting after it. We, we did it. Now the conclusion, but what's next? What's in the next season? And they kind of undercut that to say, this was what the season started about. Oh shit. We already finished that thought. And we have five more episodes. And we have, we have five more episodes to go. I think it's a great little meta or uh, damn it. I, I, I can't fight the right, find the right words for it, but I love that subversion of, of audience viewer expectations mm-hmm. almost as like a, uh, an experiment on, okay, we are, we're watching this. We're watching this journey too. Now we are put almost in the same kind of headspace of, of Rick into, Oh shit, man, what do we do now? Where does, where does yeah. this go from now? <laughs> like mm-hmm. what's the, what's the purpose of this show? You know, I, uh, as, as Rick prime puts it, what's your life without me? And Rick's response is, let's find out. Punch, 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 punch. <laughs> but, but yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like this, this has been Rick's arc, whether we knew it or not for several seasons, but this is really where we were led to believe, um, you know, this was going to be the big thing, the big canon. Now evil Morty's out of the picture. We're going to focus on Rick prime now, like evil Morty and Rick are kind of square. Like obviously evil Morty holds the plans for the Omega device and he's, 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 he's in control, but he's also like, yeah, you're, I, I don't really have an issue with you, Rick. You're you're kind of different. Maybe we'll explore that in the future. But for now, leave me alone. Just still mess with me. And Rick is left in his feelings, right? He's like, okay, I have I have beaten the the focus of my obsession. Where do we go from here? And I think that's a theme throughout this episode that really is played out in that final montage where like what happens after you get what you want like it, is there is there depression after reaching our goals right it starts the episode starts with evil morty living in the infinite and his he is living his goals of of being free from rick yeah and we see a little bit about what happens for him after because as much as you try to get away from those things that have bothered you or that haunt you, sometimes they continue to creep in and, and you have to address them. And, and, and then at the other end of the episode, we have Rick, who is now at the, at the beginning of dealing with uh, what it is that he's been searching for so long. Uh, there's, there's so much to unpack with what you've said in this last <laughs> series. Bam, of there's my neutrino bomb. For Jeez. You. Uh, I don't have, I don't have enough post-it notes to <laughs> brain map. Let's get the red thread out. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, uh where, where, where do I want to start with that? First of all, like such an apt comparison with the freedom that evil Morty has at the beginning of the episode where he's, he's just doing what he wants 
when he wants, wherever he wants. And the only reason he's doing, he's in, he's, it's inconvenience that brings him back. He's like, I'm doing what I want to do. The only thing that's keeping me from doing what I want to do anymore is this problem that I still have over here. Let's see what this problem yeah. is. And the, the conclusion of the episode where he takes the Omega device and he's like, you know, like, I don't, I don't need to have infinite summers coming after me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think he says using a weapon like this doesn't get you left alone. Yeah. What, which is really that motivation for him is like, leave me alone. I just I, I don't want to be bothered. That's that's what he wants to do. He 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 just he just wants to be left alone. And he knows he knows what he wants. He knows what his motivation is. We knew what 75 episodes worth of Rick's motivation was, you know, retconning it now, looking back at the past. We know what he wanted to do. He wanted to find Rick Prime and he wanted to he wanted to get vengeance for murder of Diane and Beth. And he's he's found that 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 was what we knew that he wanted this entire time. What the hell happens when you get vengeance aside? Right. That, I think that's what I, where I want to go with this. Vengeance aside, if your life's goal is to to achieve something and you achieve it, then what's next? I saw this great uh, documentary about uh, Olympic athletes. Right. Mm -hmm. They start so young and that is what that is what their soul focuses on. Right. Being the best athlete that they can ever be winning medals, going to the Olympics Winning gold medals at the Olympics, uh, the famous swimmer, right? Uh, what, what, uh, Phelps. Yeah. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps wins all these gold medals. What happens after you do that? And there's nothing after that. What's next? Yeah. Uh, and, and the documentary talks about endorsements. <laughs> well, and that and that's for people who have endorsements, right? That's that's yeah. for folks who get the endorsements. There's there's a lot of athletes that never get endorsements that that win those medals, then they have to go back to working at Dairy Queen in like like Arizona or something like that. That that has to be one of the most depressing things to that that you have where you're singularly focused achieving your goal and then being like well, fuck. What's what's next? Yeah. Vengeance aside, I, I think you know, like uh, the the focus angle. I think uh, uh, we'll uh, focus on, but I think all of us have this. You know, even for me, like I spent twenty two years in the military. <laughs> I didn't think that was my. I didn't think that was my focus. Then I retired from the military. I was like, oh shit. Woo! What 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 is my life anymore? What now? What? Ugh. What now? It 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 happens, and there's a. We talk about mourning when we talk about, you know, people dying, relationships, friendships, but there's also, there's also mourning. There's a mourning period when it comes to your life now having to change in dramatic ways yeah. and, and, and subtle ways. And so I'm interested to see how the writers take this from here. And, 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 and looping back to everything we've been talking about, even, even in semi-pertinent news, this focus on mental health and therapy and growth and development. Like, I, th I think there's a compelling story that could be told here where how does, how does Rick adjust to this new form of existence? How does, how does he cope 
And how does the Smith family, how does his relationship with Morty help that or hinder it, right? How, how is it affected by the people around him? Uh, we do get scenes from next week uh, after this episode, and there is a quick clip of Morty cashing in adventure cards, right? <laughs> he's He's got a stack of Morty adventure cards, and he's ready to... to, to to, to cash them in. Um, I I would not be surprised if in the next episode we sort of open up with Rick still in this funk, still in this like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not motivated to go on adventures right now. I'm not motivated to to work in the garage. I just, I I, I don't know what's next. And maybe, maybe Morty comes in and says, hey, like we need, we need to go do something Rick's against it. And he says, you know what? I got adventure cards. We're doing something. I'm picking the next adventure, right? Um, and maybe that's the first step. Maybe that's the first step towards within, within the context of the story, that that growth for Rick. But from, from a meta perspective, this is another reset, right? This is an opportunity to restart the relationship get back to those classic Rick and Morty adventures that we had in the past, you know, like every time we lose these big canon arcs, we're like, Oh, what's, what's going to happen with this show? There's no evil Morty. Now what's <laughs> it? The show's over the show's doomed. And then we get like all this stuff with Rick prime, evil Morty comes back. Like it's, it's, it's all great. Maybe we, maybe we take some time. We go, we go to boo world. We go, we go to like these other planets, right? Like we, we get some just like one-off adventures as an opportunity to kind of like explore that aspect of the show again. I have no doubt in this creative team that they will continue to have some sort of underlying bigger canon that, uh, that ties those episodes together. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited for, for what might come next. Yeah, I I am excited as well. We we don't know how Rick will react, and I think that's what the focus will end up being for the episodes after this, right? Where th this dude that we've seen over seven seasons has created all this technology. Uh, he's he's enhanced himself. <laughs> he's he, he's ba he's basically a robot at this 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 point in time. Yeah, and uh. You know, when when you're when you're preparing yourself for something and you're like, I'm going to I'm going to work out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to run. I'm going to run a marathon. I want to do all this stuff. You get fit. I mean, use the training plan. Woo! And then and then you run your marathon. You get Coach Bennett yelling in my ears. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. And then you run your marathon and then you finish your marathon. And you're like, I did it. I did it. And then guess what? After you finish the marathon, you're like, well. Some people Time keep to get fat again. Some people, some people keep running, but some people stop running, and they're like, "That was good enough. I I did what I needed to do." And then, and then they let themselves uh, get weak. Right? Rick has was yeah. preparing for I the. Feel, I, I feel I feel attacked, Brandon. Yeah, a Thank little you. little bit. Appreciate well, I'm supposed to run a ten it. miler in December, and I, I, I am not. I am not. All um, right, all right. Okay. As, as we were saying, Rick is has been preparing for a ten miler, to <laughs> a, a, a marathon. His, his entire life since Diane and, and Beth were were murdered. And he has run that marathon. All that technology that he's ever done, that he's been developing, all his enhancements. He doesn't, 
there's what's what's the point in creating anything anymore? <laughs> that, yeah. That's what he was doing it yeah. for. That's that was what it was for. Yeah. What 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 are the adventures for now? And and so maybe what we'll see is that uh, maybe he starts to realize that the adventures they weren't just about Rick Prime. The the technology is not just about his vengeance. Maybe he starts to get that that realization that you know what the the family that's sitting around the dinner table and and Morty prompting him and him insulting Jerry and Jerry getting pissed off and everyone laughing, everyone having a good time watching the family outside spray each other, the two Beths washing the spaceship. Maybe, maybe he starts realizing that's what all of this was for. I did, I I did this vengeance stuff, but you know what the, the result, let me uh, side note. I was joking earlier with you about hidden brain uh, the, the, the podcast and this most recent episode is talking about chapters, reframing the, the narratives of our life where you can tell a story where it, it starts, uh, starts at the beginning and then it gets to a negative and you're like that, look how bad this portion of my life was. But then if you, if you expand that chapter to include the next chapter of your life where it's like, but then what happened is something really good happened from that. And then you then you combine them all. You'll see that those chapters together make a really, really good chapter uh, section of your life, uh, an entire yeah. book of your life. So if Rick yeah. can can take that and if he can reestablish the narrative of his life and in, in, in look at it like that, then I think it would be great. I think that yeah. maybe that's where we head. And then and then it ends up on the Disney Channel. Uh, and then people are like, oh, look at this. Yeah, it, get, it gets dropped from Adult Swim and it becomes a, you know, made for TV movie. Lifetime. Like Lifetime with yeah. one of uh, Harmon's uh, twin movies. It's, it's part of Fox's Sunday animation domination. <laughs> with Crapopolis. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a lot we talked about. Like, we talked a lot about these characters. We talked a lot about the themes. I don't know. Is there any other unfor? I haven't watched Unforgiven in like 20 oh, years. No. Is there anything tied to the original film that that you felt stood out in the, with this? Uh, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to drag it out too too long. But if you haven't seen Unforgiven, it's a really good. It's a. It is a very good movie. Uh, I'm not a, necessarily a huge fan of Clint Eastwood nowadays, but the movie is about. His character, uh, if you know Clint Eastwood, he's you know big Western guy. The the uh, you know uh, the Sergio Leone, fistful of dollars, all, all the, those types of thing. Uh, and uh, so in the the nineties when he did this Western, it was about him being a, a retired outlaw, and yeah. he had a wife. The wife died. He had two kids before that, uh, and then he gets pulled into. Um, uh, some some prostitutes are uh, a prostitute is like defaced and uh, all the prostitutes get together and they want vengeance on on the on the, the people that that defaced her. And so they end up finding Clint Eastwood's character who's like, yeah, I'll pay this money because I want my kids to to be raised right. He gets Morgan Freeman, his buddy. They go and they they go try to 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 kill these cowboys. They kill the cowboys. Uh, and then Gene Hackman's character is is like he's he's uh, such an asshole. He gets him, kills Morgan Freeman, and then we actually see and Clint Eastwood's character is the entire time is <laughs> the the entire time 
is hesitant to show any kind of violence, hesitant to show any kind of violence. But then when Morgan Freeman gets killed, that's, that's, that's when it comes out. And he's just like, you want to see my fucking rage? You're <laughs> going to see my rage now. And he murders so, so many people. So this guy, who <laughs> the, the whole movie, he is a, he's a good guy that we see that we know he, we know him as a good guy. But then we actually see like his rage, the murderous capabilities that he has. And uh, I, the very, very last scene of this episode, when we see Rick hitting, hitting that moment where it's just, it's pure, it's unadulterated. Uh, Jacob Hare, friend of the show, talks about it in the inside of the episode, talking about We've seen him with gadgets. We've seen him with do this, like chainsaw out of the mouth, <laughs> blow butane torch. It's just him and his fists. And yeah. that's it's raw and it's saying, This is this is who I really am at, at, at my core. You you did something to me and you're gonna get what you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is such an intense scene. Um Probably, I mean, one of the most powerful of of the the series, I think, in terms of just the the visceral experience for Rick, um, processing that grief with each punch, and and just um, you know, essentially getting that closure. But um, uh, such such a deep, such such a complicated episode. We could we could probably talk for two hours about it. Um, but we want, we want you to, we want you to keep listening. We want you to keep listening to this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to, we're going to rapid fire through, uh, Woo! some favorite bits. Rapid, this, rapid, th- rapid fire. <laughs> not, this was not necessarily like a, the most hilarious episode in terms of like jokes and humor, but there were, um, a lot of moments in it, uh, funny or interesting that, that really stood out, um, to me. The first one, uh, is in that cold open montage where, uh, they go to the Citadel of Ricks and there's that fat Rick behind the counter at like the Morty, uh, <laughs> the Morty tracking place. Yeah. Uh, and he says an eye patch. You know how we feel about pirates. That callback to Anatomy Park. It was subtle. I missed it the first two rewatch, first two times. So it was only the third time. I realized, oh, yeah, he does hate pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a couple other references throughout the, the, the seasons where they. The, the, about the pirates another one was like with the the president right the the, the yeah. one with the, the turkey one um the the uh the entire evil morty cold open recap the kind of subtle misdirect we talked about this at the beginning of the episode where it seems like it's any regular rick and morty adventure it turns out no it's the evil morty cold recap it's it's showing things that we've seen before but adding additional context to it i yeah i did enjoy that yeah. Uh, and then when we get into, you know, sort of the, the core of the episode, he's, he's running around. Uh, we, we get the bit with the like infinite Jetsons families who, who who create their own interdimensional travel and then just keep annihilating each other one after another. Um, I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, reference to the the opening of this podcast. And how were the horrors of the infinite today, sir? Uh, yeah, with that, that, evil just that butler. robot butler. <laughs> uh, oh, this uh, this is. I'm so glad you wrote this down. Oh shit, evil Morty! Should I grab the net? 
Yeah, go get the net, Morty. <laughs> that, that He's going to go get the net. <laughs> there's a net. Hey, and, hang tight, he says. He's going to go get the net. And we never, And we never see the net. We don't know if it's a high-tech net. We don't know if it's just like... <laughs> like a, a couple ropes tied together. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I just love. I, I don't know. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's so good. I, I, um, I almost wish there was uh, just like a, a rope net. Just the, <laughs> the most low technology comes with like a big, like a dog catcher, like from an old, <laughs> old cartoon or something. <laughs> uh, when, when, uh, Evil Morty is is violently talking down, uh, to Rick. And, and talks about, well, at least filter for probability status. And Rick's just like, I was gonna, duh. <laughs> like, like, it's just like uh, sort of dismissive uh, covering for, for one of his miscalculations. Um, I, think, I think it's an interesting way uh, to hear Rick uh, respond to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, there are a couple moments like that uh, with, uh, you, like, when they're, they're trying to escape the, the giant oven, or the the thing is resetting, and it is like uh, you got to get the the vector. He's like, I, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Let me have that. that. Right, and it, uh, that to me is an interesting moment too, where like they're trying to get out of there. Um, Rick just like tells Evil Morty to give him his portal gun, and he starts taking them apart. But there's no like fight back from evil morty he's just like yeah okay here's my portal gun you're gonna use it like like in that way evil morty recognizes rick's capabilities he he knows rick is not you know useless yeah uh but he's he's still gonna hold it over his head that he's you know smarter what what Uh, what, what what i what i liked i didn't see it in the notes what i really liked was the portal what i in, in you you see it in the uh, you see it in outside the CFC you see a bunch of different portals but also in that moment when they're they're doing they're combining Evil Morty's gun Rick's gun and then the black fluid from Rick Prime that portal is green and black and gold I yeah. I really really love the integration of the different portal colors uh, in in that scene and, and throughout the rest of the episode yeah no I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I, I like when they're in the quote unquote Roach Motel with all the other Ricks, uh, Rick using the term Rick explaining. <laughs> I feel, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's, that's something that should be used maybe more, uh, in this, in the show. Uh, and then also in that sequence, uh, <laughs> the line where Heathful Morty says the worst turd is a pizza. I've watched this episode now, I think four times. I st- Still don't understand how the worst turd is a pizza, but I'm with I'm with Morty on this one. I don't I don't get it, but um, it's, it's an interesting line. It, it might be a, a more of an intersectional logic type of thing where um somebody used intersectional logic on me the other day. Uh, You're just making stuff up. <laughs> uh, but here here's here's what I took that as. Here here's my interpretation of that. I'm probably wrong, but here's my interpretation of that: is whatever food that you eat it's still going to be shit, right? No matter, no matter what it is, it's ice cream. It's like the best steak you've ever eaten in your life. The worst hurt is a pizza, right? It's still going to be, it's still going to be shit. It doesn't matter what you're eating. So that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I took it. He just happened to pick pizza as the, as the food item. That's fine. 
That's fine. Uh, I like the line, if you were just one fat Rick, impressive cardio uh, when his saw-like uh, chamber of horrors uh, accounts for the fact. Well, uh, clearly, it's based on weight, well, that, right? That, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, I love that it's a callback to what he introduced it to, like, yeah, uh, you know, oh, a bunch of Ricks, or maybe just like one big Rick. Yeah, yeah, one fat Rick. Yeah, uh, I, I, um, I, I, I do agree with you. The Rick's Halo sword to cut Diane bot in in half. I, I know, I noticed that. I dug yep, that. Yep. Uh, I, I I laughed out loud in this moment, which is uh, when <laughs> all all the times he tried shooting Evil Morty, he's like, yeah, like oh, he's go- of course he's gonna have a shield, and then he shoots him twice. Like I, I had to try, and then later <laughs> he shoots at him again. He's like, I can't help it. I'm a rascal. Gonna kill my nemesis, Rick out. But then <laughs> the I on top of that, when they finally land at, at Rick Prime's uh, stuff. And then, then Evil Morty's like, what, you're the only one who can undercut? And then without saying anything, Rick shoots at him. It's a shield. And he just shrugs. Like from off camera, you just see the force field pop up. Yeah, yeah. And it, it goes, it shows Rick and he just kind of shrugs and puts his gun away. It, <laughs> n- no call out whatsoever. I think that's such a, such a good little It's so good. Guy. Like it builds on itself so much throughout the episode. Just all the times that he tries to shoot at Evil Morty. But on top of that, the fact that Evil Morty shoots at Rick Prime to do the same thing. Like, yeah. And he's like, good instincts. Like I would have done the same thing. What, a, what, what, what a, like a, an extra level to that, that gag. Dig it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. Um, when uh, when evil Morty is going to leave from the sub basement um, and Morty says, oh, you're such an asshole. And, and, and evil Morty says, well, yeah, I'm not good, Morty. Um, yeah. And then and then right after that, he's like, you can come if you want to or not. You know, I don't care. And then Morty takes his, quote, one heroic step towards the portal and then it closes. I just thought that that I just thought that whole bit was funny. I there are a few little notes. You talk about the asshole line uh, and we just we just talked about the the shooting at each other with with the the, the force field. There's a, a point where evil Morty says to Rick Prime, you really are an asshole. Like there's there's a there's a couple of those those mirror kind of lines those mirror kind of gags yeah. where it's like they are you can tell they're related you know <laughs> yeah. they're they're yeah. they're part of the same gene pool and i i think that's those are really I, I don't know if it's intentional but i think those are if it is those are really awesome subtle ways of of pointing out that evil morty is a product of rick yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm fixing this because I I have a typo in our notes. Um, uh, the the line uh from from Rick saying uh, talking to his spaceship when he when he gets to the Omega device and he says he built it again. Um, this was interesting to me at first because uh as I was I was like what does that mean? And it was it was in the same rewatch where I realized the first Omega device was a one and done, like. They he created the device, killed all of the Dianes, mm-hmm. and then it was it it was destroyed. It, so it, this it, version it, two, yeah, and it was confusing because he said that right when we saw a, a decoy grab onto grab onto Rick, and, and so 
visually he's saying i built it again he can fire more than once and then i thought he was talking about the decoy because it was it was highlighting the decoy when he said that line and so i on the third rewatch i was like oh okay uh, okay all right i'm i'm not as confused got it anymore. sorted out sorted got out it, got it, got it. i i like that it was sort of modeled off after like a death star um with like you know circular you know spaceport with lasers coming into it and stuff like that i that nice homage to yeah to you know that as well um we, we talk about rick continually <laughs> trying to, <laughs> to shoot evil morty as as a as a fan of the original total recall by paul verhoven verhoven uh, with with arnold schwarzenegger look open your mind i <laughs> i am a i'm a huge fan of quato uh from from total recall and when Quato Rick showed up out of nowhere, the I second I saw that, I was like, Brandon's going to love this part. <laughs> Brandon is going to love this. <laughs> and you weren't wrong, Travis. I think you yeah. know me a little too well. Yeah. I, I, uh, one of my, one of my last favorite bits is, uh, as evil Morty is purging all of, uh, Rick Prime's backups and downloading the plans for the device. Uh, the name of the plans is just Schematics Booger AIDS V2. <laughs> uh, it's good to know that that all Ricks uh, get bored naming things and just put ridiculous <laughs> names on, on their project. Uh, we we had we had so many favorite bits uh, clearly because there's the, the the episode is chock full of them. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that is basically it for what we have there. If you have any, make sure you sh shoot those out to us over on our email X or, or blue sky. Um, some of the, some of our, some of the best and worst parts. So, uh, uncle slow RIP slow Mobius. What a, what I, a, what a, what a mind blower. Such a great <laughs> callback. Such a great callback to a classic early, like season like one. season one finale yeah. episode. Rixy business. So many like random characters. Like Slow Mobius, I think has been in the Blood Dome Battle League. Like Slow Mobius <laughs> has like been referenced on this pod. Like he he's in the he's in the history of the show, and to to bring him back. To to have the big reveal that he's a relative, Uncle Slow, um, and then him just using his power to to create a slow motion sequence uh, that is expertly animated, it's just like all of those things combined, just filled my heart with joy. Why did he use his powers uh, then? <laughs> Delicious. Just, just made the death longer. <laughs> Uh, but but I did but I did like that 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 both Ricks like Rick Prime was like this this one even hurts me yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 Rick our Rick reacting with I'm gonna fucking kill you and and, and like that 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 triggers him I yeah yeah great 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 callback um, that I'm gonna fucking kill you triggers the fight scene which you know let I mean let let's let's talk about. Shoot, shout out to old Jacob Hare. You know, the direction of this episode, especially in the fight scenes, like the the gigantic, I don't know what it's a reference to. It has to be a reference to something. The gigantic uh, Dianes around the, the yeah, Coliseum. Yeah. Um, and all of the, the drones, the ones that Evil Morty takes on, 
Uh, even like setting up that that Morty himself is smart enough to be able to rig one of the decoys to do a bazooka. And then he does like the little like two finger salute to evil Morty when he when he saves yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, all, all that type of stuff. The little little tag team with evil Morty and Rick against Rick Prime. Some of that, some of that stuff, the, the, the Rick's Rick's when he's like, he knows he's about to get crushed. And so he like just programs his leg to drag him. <laughs> yeah. Or to yeah. keep fighting. Uh like I'm I, we, we've seen so like we've seen so many fight scenes with so many random like uh cybernetics and things like that. But this was really just like an ultimate like standoff between these two powerhouses. You have both the Mortys in there as well. It um like I don't know if choreography is the right term when it's animation, right? But like the way that they design those fights, the way they choreograph those fights and those sequences is a huge credit to the director, the storyboard artists, you know, the animators, everybody that that put in a lot of time and effort to make that possible. And and I, I take it one step further, um, the background artists mm -hmm. like killing it in this episode, the environments that they had to produce, the detail in some of these backgrounds, like stuff that some people may not catch for like four or five rewatches. Yeah. Um, like the 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 Mortvember name of <laughs> the month on the calendar. Like there's so many little details, but then like they're just beautifully drawn. Um, like the 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 color choices, like just everything. Yeah. Um well, I, it, I was I was yeah. I was just saying, I was watching this episode and thinking back to like early and just like how far this show has come visually. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. And, and, and we're, we're talking, we're talking, we, we started by talking about the fight scene, but even in that opening where evil Morty is in outside the CFC and he's exploring that world and we see the Jetson family uh, variations yeah. kill each other. And if you, I didn't spend enough time screenshotting like I, I would normally try to do, like capturing all these different images. But as Evil Morty is in the spaceship, he's flying away. There are so many other portals, different colored portals in the background with different characters that are falling through. We do see uh, the the opening from uh, last season with that the the time eater, the portal eater. Like yeah. You, you see yeah. a cameo of that. Um you you see so many things it is so so much work and such talent that 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 goes into it so anyways shout out shout out to them yeah yeah uh obviously we have to shout out the the final standoff the really emotional sequence where rick prime strapped to a chair left with basically nothing but cutting cutting remarks as he is just taking punch after punch as as rick unloads decades of you know vengeance upon upon his foe super powerful um when when you when you when you talk about this show with people and they say oh it's just a dumb cartoon with dick and fart jokes and and and, That's and a, bad he, he turns himself like, into a pickle right <laughs> yeah that's the pickle show right like <laughs> A scene like that, um, I mean, it really, it really goes a long way to to show um, the 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 depth of the show and yeah. and, and the the way they're willing to take Visceral. on 
certain things. Yeah. Visceral, yeah, visceral. is the word uh, to, to, that I would use because, yeah, every time he punches Rick Prime, a little bit more bruised, a little bit more blood, a little bit more battered. <laughs> and then, then he comes out and even more, he says, that's not an alive amount of blood or whatever he says. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like you, you're watching that and, uh, it's like, it's like some of the, the horror movies that I, that I've seen where it's like, this is just really uncomfortable, but that's, that, that's the point of it is that you don't, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to feel comfortable with seeing that level of violence and in that level of just, you know, hatred and anger. Yeah. You, you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to feel that way. You shouldn't want to relate to that. Um, and that's what makes that that a little bit powerful. So, um, but so that takes us into the ending tag, which I don't I don't know how you feel about it. I I like I really like the ending tag. I'm sure I'm, I do too. I'm sure you do. It, this is this is not me hating on an ending tag like no. in some of <laughs> our previous vacuum, episodes. The vacuum. Um, I really like this one. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's great. Yeah, I, and and it's and it's because slow Mobius's wife. She is she sets out on a path for vengeance, similar to Rick did. Uh, many Ricks have done. But instead of of focusing on that, she has found somebody else that she can talk to and that she has grown from. And like she's found she's found a new purpose in life. That That's really what yeah. it boils down to is. She she realizes that that anger and uh, revenge isn't what is going to make her happy and sitting there with her new, I'm assuming husband, presuming husband, whatever, or, you know, wife, whatever, whatever new, it is, new partner, new partner, yeah, new alien partner. They, they're sitting there watching their kids grow up together and, and have fun and smiling and being, being happy. Yeah. And I, I like that they have the framed photos of their, you know, former spouses on that shelf together, honoring their memory, but still allowing the space for them to make those new memories and, yeah. and move on and have closure with that. Um, it, the way that it, chapters, the way that that, you know, parallels and compares and contrasts from Rick's story, like even, even to the point of using the same music from that, from that flashback of Rick, yeah. like going through that process. And, and, and then in that music ending on a much more uh, major note, a hopeful note, yes. right? Like yes. it didn't end on, yeah. it didn't end on a minor where you're like, Oh, this is going to be sad. It ended on a major note where it's like, there's, 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 uh, you know, you can use, you can use a discordant sustain or to where it's like, it like, Oh, this isn't going to end well. Or you can end it on like a very, very hopeful note. Um, there's a song that, that my son listens to every night. <laughs> before he goes to bed and Without fail and it shake it off by taylor swift and it ends that the note ends like the last note it doesn't it doesn't complete the phrasing but it's like it implies that there's there's more to it <laughs> fuck you know when i listen used to listen to classic music i was like i don't know how you can tell a story with music this is stupid there's no words and i just <laughs> i just i just realized how, how you can but anyways um there it is the ending tag great great stuff Anyways, that's, that's it, it was great. The the amount of <laughs> the amount of story they can it could have been such a throwaway post credits, you know, cheap gag type thing. But the way that they they utilize that space, um, 
just amplifies the episode even more. So yeah. as as is, I'm sure, obvious, we both loved this episode. Um, thought thought it was definitely, you know, uh, it's it's going to go down in the history of this this show. Um, and and yeah, you all have. Uh, your thoughts about the episode as well. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought. Many of you have reached out to us already, um, whether that's in the comments on a YouTube video, uh, that's on our Discord, that's, you know, on on Twitter. Um, we we like to shout out some of those people in a segment that we call Listener Suggestions and Short Outs. Woo! Um, Brand- <laughs> what 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 have you assembled for us, Brandon? Oh, here's 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 what I have. Here's what I have. Uh, first up from Matthew Clausen over on X, uh, God tier episode FR, which you know, as the kids say, for real, uh, God God tier episode. Saying now. Uh, I do. Uh, there's there's also a reference there uh, in the inside the episode where where Harmon says, you know, like a, a real villain, like a villain, like has you and controls you that's what evil morty is and that's that's what a real god would would do um anyways uh pointing that out also rick and morty shots uh over on x i hope you guys also touch on how amazing prime and evil morty sound probably a really unique situation uh i'm just so glad the show can take itself in the story seriously sometimes it was funny but nothing that compromised the story for meta jokes i loved it um yeah 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 very very the the sound of of prime and evil morty uh i I continue to think that that the morty is uh, the the rick is probably a little bit better than morty but um but still like i think i think this little shift of it was a good timing to introduce evil morty because yeah. the the new voice with Evil Morty sounding so much more confident, I think that was a great way to now incorporate a new character to uh, or a new voice actor to really hone in on that. So, yeah. uh, and I agree that yeah. the show can take itself seriously and it can be funny. Yeah, I I fully I'm all in on, on the new voice actors. I think they're phenomenal. Um, most of the time, I'm not paying attention to like differences of the voices anymore. Like this is Rick, this is Morty. There will be moments, there will be certain lines where I'm like, oh, haven't haven't heard Morty sound like that before. Um, but I it doesn't it doesn't affect the show for me. Like I um I think that these actors are doing a, a great job and it's yeah. Yeah. such a tough role to step into with such a such a popular show. Um, I, I just think they're absolutely killing it. I think, I think they're doing great. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, those, those are, those are some of the comments are talking about Zatchmo over on our discord. Um, I do want to, I want to, you know, we, from our last week's episode, we, we, uh, we put all these out on YouTube. We get comments over on YouTube. Last week we talked about some YouTube comments, uh, which was, which, which was put into a poem, uh, by, by power scissor. Well, Check this out. Uh, Power Scissor responded to our commentary last week with an editor's note regarding the jump not being on a jet ski. And the only way I know how with rhyme. Uh, a jump on water skis, not jets, splashes and spritz. The humor sets. No engine roars, just waves applause as skis take flight, defying laws. A giggle escapes, a comical twist on liquid runways. The jump exists. 
no throttles roar, just skis, belay, ballet, a laughter-filled splash, and aquatic play. In candor's embrace, my truth unfurls. No more tales of sharks and fanciful whirls. No. Um, and also they go to, on to say, by the way, uh, I don't think the show's jumping the shark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 you cut off the last bit. Yeah. Uh, no pretense, no show, just honesty bright. A quick admission before saying goodnight. No jokes, no riddles, no more lies I will bark. I do not really believe Rick and Morty hath <laughs> jumpeth thy shark. That's right. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal prose in the comment section of our YouTube video. Uh, if you want to see the goofy faces we make and uh, what what moments uh, Brandon, Brandon freezes. either freezes or just straight up runs off camera, uh, <laughs> make sure you're checking out the video version of the podcast available on youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Um, um, uh, so big yeah, yeah. One, one last note about YouTube. So shoot, uh, shouting out PDPUU. Uh, this and this is a commentary on, on last week's episode, uh, talking about uh, the, the whole spaghetti stuff. That's pink duck, pink duck princess. You 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 spelled out just just. Ooh. <laughs> uh, they they write for me. It felt like a commentary on labor in the modern world. We were talking about like you know just as far as like consumption, right? Seeing how the hot dogs yeah. are made. They write you know it felt like a commentary on lot labor in the modern world. So many people are figuratively and literally working themselves to death, all to provide for some distant consumer from smartphone ship miners to other folks. Uh, I, I had to cut off. Sorry, Travis, you can re read the rest. Yeah. <laughs> from smartphone ship miners to Facebook moderators to factory farmers, there's so much inhumane about our economy. Please don't tell me how my uh, iPhone got made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goes on to talk about a lot of other darker things, but uh, always a consistent commenter yeah. and supporter of and, our YouTube page. And side yeah. note, the Wonderwall theme, main theme was great. Thank you so much because maybe it's going to be the one that saves me. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that will do it for listeners. Who I have one, I have have one, one more. more. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, shout he's got so many more that aren't in the show notes. Shout out to Linkler, who who also oh. shot us a, a voicemail message last week uh, 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 about the spaghetti episode, talking about the the, the ending montage, uh, which, which which was which was great. You know, we, we talked about the uh, the um, the Oasis piece. So, so, so wonderful. Um and really, like the music they've used this 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 year so far, um, using those licensing fees very very well. Uh, Oasis, uh, they used. Um, uh, damn it, I wanted to say Macy Gray, but it's 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 not it's not Macy Gray for the episode that that we just that we just had. Mazzy Star, um, yeah, like it, it it's it's so good, and I wonder what we're gonna see for for the rest of the the season. But yeah, I mean, I mean. With, with an episode like this, uh, who knows where the show is going to go. Um, but I can tell you one thing. We're not going anywhere. No. Uh, we will be here on this podcast uh, to cover each and every episode for the, for the remainder of the season and beyond. Uh, if you want to make sure that you are, are getting all of our content, follow us on those social media pages. Make sure to like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We're pretty much on all of them. Uh, and, and, and if you're already doing all those things, then, then the very best thing you can do to support this show is just share it, 
share it uh, on your social media, uh, share it with a friend, let somebody else know. If you're enjoying this content, uh, that's the best way that you can support us. So thank you so much to all of you that continue to do that. Uh, thank you for listening. And until next week, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you one and all for, for being a part of this show with us and enjoying each and every moment, whether good or bad. <laughs> there hasn't been any bad moments. Whatever. We're out of here. All right. Bye. bye. Hey, shout out to all the creators. Ryan Cohen. Hope you're still listening. <laughs> Come on the show. Talk to us. We'll reach out to PR.